0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: How's everybody doing on this great Sunday? Amen. Just the two amens, all right? No props today. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about props. Did y'all enjoy the props last week? Yeah. It was really good, right? That's good. All right. um, I left my notes at home. (laughs) So y'all pray my strength. Amen. Um, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this time together as we prepared. To hear your word concerning kingdom prayers, as we're in this series called Kingdom Living, I pray that you'll help us to live out the life that you've called us to. God grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. Pray that you'll grant unto to your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lift up your hands, just take a few moments and tell the Lord how much you love him. Open your mouths. We thank you, we love you, Lord, and we do bless you on this day, for this is the day that you have made and we do rejoice in it. We thank you for sending Jesus to die in our place. We thank you for not only sending Jesus but giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We praise you and we bless you. We bless the day that we were born again, that we became alive. No longer sin have dominion over us. Now we are alive to you in Christ. <laughs> we are finally alive. You by your grace quicken us and made us alive together in Christ and I thank you it's by grace we're saved through faith not of our own works lest any man should boast and father I thank you we're saved today and we're serving the living Christ in Jesus name amen Amen. all right today we're going to talk about kingdom prayers kingdom prayers um as we think about kingdom living y'all enjoying the kingdom living series Yes. yes kingdom living uh we're living out the kingdom of God um it better be Jesus. <laughs> um, as we think about living out the kingdom of God, think about kingdom speaking, kingdom thinking, and kingdom living. Um, and with that in mind, kingdom prayers. How do we go from um, the type of prayer that prayers that we've used to doing to to come up higher, coming up higher, praying greater prayers, praying kingdom influence prayers. And so today I'm going to talk about kingdom prayers. How do we pray kingdom prayers? I was talking to my wife. My wife sends her love. Um, She's at home with the boys and getting ready for uh, my youngest sister's getting married today. Amen. And um, I have my brother here, John. So if you want to know how I was growing up, he can tell you I was mean. No, I'm just kidding. and so um, you got to ask him all the questions. He knows me. He knows me better than probably I know myself. <laughs> He's challenging me on my Facebook posts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, our youngest sister's getting married. My brother's giving her away, and I'm actually performing the wedding. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. So we're excited about that. Um, yeah, nice young man. So uh, I was talking to Courtney about it. Uh, she sends her love, and... We were talking about it yesterday before we had a heated discussion. <laughs> um, we were talking about um, low-level prayers and how sometimes we just we pray and and we pray for our needs and we pray for the things that we need and how that's good. The Bible tells us to come to Him and pray for our needs, right? We know Philippians chapter four. Philippians says, "Be anxious for nothing, but by everything by prayer and supplication." Make it, letting your requests be made known unto God. So you should let your needs be made known to God, right? You should let God know your needs. That's part of the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our what? Daily bread, daily bread. or give us, or provide for us. In um, Greek, it also means uh, provide for us tomorrow. And one way in which God answers that prayer, our daily bread, is through our jobs. So we're praying for our daily bread. God gives us a job that gives us the resources to buy our daily bread. That's good, isn't it? Took me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> uh, sometimes you pray and, you th- and you're expecting God to rain down manna from heaven. <laughs> uh, if it's needed, he'll do it, but um, we live in America, so <laughs> we, we can work. Uh, so we were talking about that and how um, if, if all of our prayer time is consumed with our needs, then we never get into a place of kingdom prayers. We never get in beyond just praying for our needs. It's like the old country man who said, Lord, country boy, pray, Lord, bless me and, and the four of us and no more, right? We got to grow beyond that of just praying for our needs. Don't stop praying for your needs, but don't stay there. How many have been praying for your needs? You better be praying for your needs, right? But don't just pray for your needs. Uh, there's something greater beyond our needs, which is what I consider kingdom prayers. So we're talking about kingdom living, right? We're thinking about living in the kingdom. Part of living in the kingdom is praying kingdom prayers. Everybody say kingdom prayers. So I, I've, I've done this study on kingdom prayers for quite some time, and um these prayers. I don't know about you, but when I was learning how to pray as a teenager, uh, my dad, our dad, gave us, gave me this book, and it was, um, I forget the name of it. It was like word-based prayers, and he actually had a copy of it, so he gave me the copies. And it was, he said, this is a good place to start because it was filled with prayers that's based on scriptures, praying scriptures. And so, kingdom prayers is really praying scriptural prayers, and. And then at at the church that we grew up in, there was a missionary that came and he talked about praying the Ephesians prayer. And that's how I learned how to pray the Ephesians prayer. That's the prayer we pray every single week, Ephesians 1, 17 through 22. In the midst of that, I discovered these other prayers in the scriptures that we can pray. And I was like, this is blowing my mind. So there's three different ways in which I know that my prayers will always get answered. One. If I pray from my heart, if I pray from my spirit, man, or if I pray sincerely, God's going to hear my heartfelt prayer. That's one way. Another way is praying scriptures. So when I pray scriptures, when I give God his word back to him in prayer, God watches over his word to perform it. So God is waiting to hear his words back in our prayers. So we need to pray his word back to him. And then, third is praying in other tongues. When I pray in other tongues, the Spirit of God helps me pray out the plans and the. And so, um, praying the scriptures. So praying in other tongues, you're praying. The Holy Spirit is helping you to pray out God's perfect plan for your life. For whatever that plan is, the Spirit of God is praying concerning those things that are stopping us from becoming more like Jesus. And we'll talk about that in the days ahead. And so, let's focus on praying scriptures, kingdom prayers. Everybody say kingdom prayers. So I'm going to start kind of backwards and work my way. Normally, I'll start from Ephesians or some scriptures in the New Testament, I mean, in the Gospels, but today I'm going to start in the book of Revelation. So there is a prayer in Revelation that uh, we need to pray. So go with me to Revelation chapter 22, Revelation chapter 22. That's the last book in the New Testament. and <laughs> That's the last book of the Bible. <coughs> Revelation 22, so just flip it towards the back. If you got your smartphones, you know, put Revelations 22. Uh, and let's look at, let's look at 20. I wanted to start, you know, earlier, but this is too much. All right. Uh, let's do 12 real quick. <laughs> let's, I can't resist. Sorry, Alan. Um, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments and they that have right to the tree of life, that they may have r- right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. How many know that, that that's, I'm looking forward to that day. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming quicker than we think he is coming. He's on his way. He's going to crack the sky. We can see the the Antichrist, we can see the systems of this world is preparing for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, look at verse 20. And he, I'm reading out of King James. He which testified these things said, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. So this is a prayer that you should pray. Come, Lord Jesus. That it, that should be part of your prayer life. Come, Lord Jesus. What are you praying? You're praying, thy kingdom come, right? You remember that from Matthew chapter 6, right? The Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come. Come, Lord Jesus. That's what you're praying. Come. So just let's practice that prayer. Come. Come on. Say it with some gusto. Come, Lord Jesus. All right. Uh, What about your business? Come, Lord Jesus. What about your grandchildren? Come, Lord Jesus. What about the things that you want to fulfill? Come. How many know that that trumps everything, right? Yeah. The return of Christ trumps all our little desires, our entrepreneur spirit, and we want to do this, we want to build houses, and we want to be rich. How many know that there's something greater than us being rich? Yeah. There's something greater than us being comfortable in this life. Yeah. As uh, Courtney says, we love this life too much. And so this prayer should be part of our prayer. Yeah. Come, Lord Jesus. She, she said to me, Courtney said to me yesterday, she says, I don't think I've ever prayed that prayer until after we got married. <laughs> prior to that marriage she's like don't come i gotta get married then after we got married come lord jesus Sorry. <laughs> um and so we need to pray that prayer that needs to be common among us even in our gatherings we need to pray come lord jesus how many are gonna commit to that kingdom prayer that's a kingdom prayer come lord jesus greater than my desire i want to see his face everybody who died before me in christ saw his face before I did. I'm jealous. So come, Lord Jesus. That's, that should be on your lips. The earlier church was praying that. Uh, we sometimes, we pray, Lord, um, bless my business, which is nothing wrong with it. Lord, um, give me what I need, which is nothing wrong with it. We have our shopping list, right? We have our list of things we want God to do. And there's nothing wrong with that list, but what trumps that list, come, Lord Jesus. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come, Lord Jesus. We want your return to be upon the earth. We want to see you come back. And we want you to come from your throne and come to the earth. We pray for your second coming, Lord. Lord, we, we invade this world. Let the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Come on. That, that, that should be the heartbeat. Of our prayers. How many of you know that's a different perspective than just, Lord, bless my little job, <laughs> give me some strength to make it throughout the day? Pray that prayer, but don't stop there. Pray greater prayers, pray kingdom prayers. So go with me to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13. You should highlight that scripture. Hebrews chapter 13. We're talking about kingdom prayers in this kingdom living series. We want to be um, mindful of living out the kingdom. And as we often have said in the past, before you can walk it out, you got to pray it out. There's some things you will never walk out in your life pertaining to the will of God until you pray it out. There's some prayers. There's some battles that can only be won through prayer. You can try to fight it physically. You can try to fight it emotionally or in court, but some prayers, some battles will not be won until you win it first in prayer. The Lord Jesus demonstrated this. He prayed in the garden about the will of God, and he won the victory concerning the will of God before he actually went to the cross. So before you can go and fulfill the plan of God for your life, there is some prayers that you need to pray, and you, you every every failure, every Christian endeavor that fails is a prayer failure. Let me say that again: every Christian endeavor that fails is a prayer failure. And so we need to root our lives in prayer. And I wrote this in my notes that I left at home. It, it, it says this: You're are you're, you're no more. You you are no more than your prayer life. You're no more than your prayer life. That's kind of shocking. I was like, I guess I need to pray more. I'm no more than my prayer life. And and I need to grow in this. And the Bible teaches us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 to pray without ceasing, right? To pray without stopping. That's that's a life of prayer. That prayer should be as um, natural to us as water or air. We need to um, pray like we breathe. Prayer should be natural. It's natural for the Christian to pray. Kingdom prayers. So Ephesians, I mean H- Hebrews 13, you should highlight this. This is a good, I'm going to highlight number 17 before I get into the prayer. Seventeen, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17 says, Obey your leaders, talking about your spiritual leaders, submit to them, <coughs> for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who were given an account. Let them do this with joy, not with groaning for that would be of no advantage to you. So this scripture is instructing people, the people of God to obey their spiritual leaders. I, I know we live in a society that's not big on submission and authority, right? We, we, we're not, we, we don't really like to hear submitting. How do you obey your leaders, your spiritual leaders? So if your leaders are calling for a time of prayer, an hour a day for 31 days, Um, to, to not do that is to disobey the scripture, right? A good spiritual leader is not going to, um, tell you to do something for their advantage, but for your advantage. So everyone should be praying an hour a day, right? If you don't, if you haven't, starting tonight, today, you should pray an hour a day. Well, it's hard. Well, I'm sure you can then watch a movie, movies, one after another, Right? Without even thinking twice about it, you can you can spend an hour. No, I mean, like most shows are 45 minutes, 44 minutes, right? Um, um, I, you, you know, so yeah, I'm about to tell him myself. <laughs> what have you been watching? <laughs> I've been watching The Messiah, <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just told him myself. It is really good. It's on Netflix. We try to quit Netflix several times, like several months, and it just won't go away. Like I'm like, what happened? Somebody's keep clicking on we like, yo, we're not gonna watch, we're gonna get rid of we got Disney Plus, we're gonna get rid of Netflix. And it just will not go away. So I said, we must be God sovereignly wanted me to see Raising Dion, which I got a chance to been watch. And then also I got a chance to see the Messiah. I was like, this is the will of God. Like, yo, sorry. <laughs> No, it wasn't the will. <laughs> All right, so obey your leaders, submit to them. Why should you, because they're watching over your souls and they'll give a, do you know that as a pastor, I will be, a, I would be, I would be given an account for all of you all. God's going to hold me accountable for you. Can you imagine that? Why did so-and-so didn't come to church? <laughs> well, I don't know, Lord, <laughs> it's your business to know. Uh, why did you not pray for that person and, and go after them when they strayed away? That's pretty heavy, right? So you want to be a pastor huh okay um, okay this is a good prayer for, for you to pray for me verse 18 pray for us and for we are sure that we have a clear conscience so you should pray that your pastor has a clear conscience designed to act honorably in all things how many know that's a good prayer to pray amen so highlight that and then he says I urge you the more earnestly to do this in order that I may be restored to you the sooner in other words that I may come to you so you should pray for me this is a prayer that you should pray for pastors, that we have a clear conscience designed to act honorably in all things, that everything we do will bring honor to God. Okay, now this is the verse, these two next two verses is what I consider the kingdom prayers. This is a prayer you should pray. Now, may the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of, of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. How many know that's a good prayer? So this is how I would pray this prayer. If I'm praying for myself, this is what I've done hundreds of times, if not thousands. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, Equip me with everything good that I may do your will, working in me that which is pleasing in your sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. How many know that's a good prayer to pray? So this is teaching, this is how you learn how to pray. Most of us don't know how to pray as we ought, according to Romans 8, 26, 27, right? We don't know how to pray as we all. Um, some of us, we pray a lot in tongues, but we don't know how to pray in English or Spanish or whatever your native tongue may be. And so we got to learn how to be proficient in praying scriptures. And so this is a good way. You're praying now the God of peace. So you're approaching God the Father. When it, Most of the time when it, it talks about the God of peace or the God of comfort, it's referring to the Father. So you're praying to the Father. So we, we, we direct our prayers to the Father. Who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, talking about Jesus, who is the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant. Even if you don't understand all that you're praying, you're praying God's word back to him. Equip me with everything good that I may do his will. So you're praying that God will equip you to do everything that's good and that you may do his will. How many know that's a good prayer to pray? You're praying that you will be equipped with everything that is good to do God's will. How many know his will is greater than ours? His will is, should be desired more than ours. Should be more desired more than sleep. I'm praying that everything good that God, you equip me with everything good to do your will, that you're working in me that which is well-pleasing in your sight. There's some things that that perhaps that are in us that are not f- pleasing in His sight. Can you think of some things? Don't don't tell me your secrets. Not right now. That is in you. That's not good for. That's not pleasing in the sight of God. What are some things? Attitudes. What? what um. Um. Maybe hatreds about some of the stuff. You you know. Or maybe some. Um, whatever it may be. What's in you that is not good? So you're praying that God working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. What's in you that needs to be pleasing in his sight? Lord, search me, O God. This is the psalmist they say. David, search me, O God. If there be anything in me, take it out that is not pleasing in your sight. Create in me a clean heart. That's that's this echo in this prayer. And renew a right spirit inside of me. Oh God, take everything out of me that is that shouldn't be like you, that is not like you go after the very thing that, it, that you hate. Destroy the, thing that are dest- that it, destroy the things that are destroying me. The things that are keeping me from being like Jesus, go after those things. Right? I mean, that's some, that's some, that's some eternal prayers right there. That's some deep prayers. God wants to destroy things that are in us that are not like Jesus. He's going after things that he hates. And until you hate it like he hates it, you'll never get rid of it. And so he's he's going after your appetites, not just your physical or emotional, but things, perhaps you have a desire for power or control, or perhaps self is in control of your life. Perhaps flesh is Lord. Perhaps your belly is your God. This is why people can't fast. Right. Because their God is their belly. Their belly is their God. They love food more than they love the presence of God. <laughs> when you get hungry enough for God, you'll turn down the plates. And I'm talking to myself. Uh, I'm telling you, you got You got to get. And so this prayer is kingdom prayers. Right. Um, work in me that which is pleasing in your sight. Work in work in me, God. Everybody say work in me, God. Work things in me. Work, Give me. The Bible talks about that um, um, God is at work both to do his good and his, let, let me not quote that scripture. Let's just go over there. Philippians. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Hold your place here. We're talking about kingdom prayers. Everybody say kingdom prayers. Kingdom prayers. Kingdom prayers. Kingdom prayers. It's, it's actually Philippians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 12 through 13. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a throw in there 14. Um, Philippians chapter 2 verses 12 through 15 14 15 14 one <laughs> of them therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence but much more in my absence work out your what work out no I, how many people work out come on raise your hand if you work if you work out raise your hand work out oh y'all work out in the back oh my God Sunday you work out too <laughs> Um, work out. Notice that it didn't say, <laughs> your tip. Notice it didn't say work for, but it says work out. We don't work for our salvation, we work out our salvation. Amen. Amen right. Work out. All right, let's look at that. Work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do or to work for his good pleasure. It is God who's working in you. It is God who is working in you. God is wor- he's not finished working. He's, he's going after the things that are stopping you from being like Jesus. He's going after the sins. He's going after the attitudes. He's going after the mindsets. He's going after the strongholds. The things, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a pattern way of thinking that is empowered by emotions. What is stronger than your will is your emotions. Your emotions get you do will make you do stuff that your will will never be able to accomplish. You can say I have resolutions. These are things my New Year's resolution is. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. You may have a will, but your emotions will take control every time. All right, and so the stronghold is a way of thinking that is empowered by emotions. So the Holy Spirit goes after the strongholds, anything that has a stronghold on you. He goes after those things to destroy them. What is stopping you from being coming like Jesus? What is stopping you from walking in the freedom that Jesus died to give you? He goes after those things. What's stopping you from prospering spiritually, financially, physically? He goes after unbelief. He goes out after doubt. He goes after a system of thinking that causes you to be a failure. What is the ceiling over your life? What's stopping you from progressing? No matter how many of your great vision boards are great, but if you got a stronghold that tells you a failure, you'll fail every time. Your emotions that cause you to, to think low. You'll never grow. You'll never, you'll never go beyond your confession and your thinking. So however you think, see, I don't believe the sky is the limit. I believe the sky is the beginning. I do. I do. I don't think it's the it's a limit. I think it's, I think that we're made in the image of God and that we are unlimited more than we think we are. I, I, with, with Christ, I can be, I can maximize my humanity. I can maximize who God created me to be. But what's stopping me from maximizing it? What's holding me back? What's got me in a mental prison? Emotional prison? When Jesus has already opened the door and says, walk out of it. All right. So it is God in us who is at work both to will and to do his good pleasure. Go to Philippians 1, verse, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Come on. Bring the KJV back real quick. Philippians chapter one, verse seven. This is a a, a wonderful promise here. Philippians, we're talking about kingdom prayers. Are are you getting anything out of this? Are you seeing how praying these kingdom prayers is is, is greater, on a greater level than just praying for your daily needs? Uh, Philippians one, verse seven says this, uh, verse six, I'm sorry, Philippians one, verse six, KJV says, being confident of this very thing, that he that begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God started a work in you when you got born again. He started a work. And some of us have stopped that work. When we don't pray, we stop that work. When we don't read the Bible, we stop that work. When we don't attend weekly gatherings, we stop that work. When we don't live out the kingdom, we stop that work. I don't want to stop the work of God in my life. I don't want God to have to start me from preschool when I should be in grad school. All right, go back to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, let's look at this again. Verse 20, it says this. Now, may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, to equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, whom, whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, work in me that which is pleasing in your sight. Pray that prayer. Lord, work in me that which is pleasing in your sight. Now, you just gave him permission to come in and destroy some idols. You gave him permission to come in to invade your world. When you say, Lord, work in me, there's some, this week is his, your patience will be tested. There's going to be some people that's going to get under your skin this week. He, he's going to test your love walk. He's going he's to he's mess with your emotions. He's going to cause you to live out this kingdom. He's gonna, you pray, Lord, let your will be done. That's nice, right, on Sunday. But I mean, no, on Monday comes the opportunity to do that will. Now, it, you got some haters on the job that got set up to work on your love walk. Some managers to get on your nerves so that you can become more like Jesus. Now, come on. Husbands and wives and kids get on your last nerves to pinch that thing that is not like Jesus in you. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just prayed for his will to be done, and now he's going to give you an opportunity to do his will. It's easier to pray that than to actually execute it. People, oh, in church every, every Sunday, oh, Lord, let your will be done. And it's a high service, and we're singing these great songs. Why do you turn into wine? Oh, God. Oh, God. You, you're able. Oh, God, you can do the impossible. He's greater. He's greater. I like the groove. I mean, we sing these great songs. How great is our God. And then Monday comes an opportunity to show how great he is in you. And then you fail. And then Tuesday you fail. Then Wednesday, oh God, I'm talking about myself now. I'm telling you, you get opportunity after opportunity and you deal with racism. How do you deal with racism? How do you, what would Jesus do? He'll do whatever the word said. How do you love your enemies? Well, I didn't think I had enemies. <laughs> so he shows you your enemies and gives you opportunity to bless them, to love them. He tells you to cash after him $100 and make sure it doesn't be traced back to you. Because it's easy to give when, you're, when, when people know that you gave. But give in secret. <coughs> Why y'all quiet? <coughs> I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying he may lead you. Okay, so let's go to Philemon. 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 After Titus. <coughs> I'm gonna go to KJV for this one Ph- Philemon Philemon is an interesting book it, it, it deals with um, a slave and he runs away right you know slavery is different in the Bible as um, than what we know of right in this country and so slavery back in the Bible is more like an employ- employer employment right Um so this guy had made an agreement to serve as a slave to this guy who was a Christian. And he runs away. <laughs> he doesn't fulfill his, he doesn't fulfill his uh, um, assignments. And Paul is appealing to this guy and telling him, you know, if he's wrong, you, um, put it to my account. I'll take care of it. But I want, you to, remi- I want to remind you what you owe me and he actually encourages the slave to return back to the master. So let's look at verse 6. So Phile- Philemon 1, verse 6. It says this. It says, this is KJV, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that which, which is in you in Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. That the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So this is a prayer that you can pray that you may acknowledge everything that is good in you. Well, first, that the communication of your faith may become effectual. How many know that we need to communicate our faith effectually, right? We need to become effective in communicating our faith. And so Paul is praying this prayer That the communication of your faith may become effectual, that your faith may be on display, that the world may see your faith, that they may know that you walk by faith, you live by faith, you're saved by faith, your faith is your governing facts. Um, biblical facts. Your faith governs your life. Your faith causes you to be pleasing to God. You share your faith. You speak your faith. You sleep by faith. You live by faith. You love by faith. You give by faith. You you go to work by faith. Come on. Um, that the communication of your faith may become effectual and how does that happen? By the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. So as you acknowledge The good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus, your faith becomes more effectual, effective. You you become more effective in your faith as you acknowledge the good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. So one of the things kingdom prayers is you're praying that you may acknowledge the good thing that is in you that is in Christ Jesus. The thing that is good that came as a result of Christ coming in. Are you with me? Your faith become effectual by the acknowledging of what God has graced you. By acknowledging the grace that is in your life. By acknowledging the, the, the anointings in your life. By acknowledging the callings of God in your life. What is inside of you? What has God called you to? What did God place inside of you? And how do you get it out? How do you draw out? That we- those wells of living water, how do you draw out that treasure that's inside of you? There is a wealthy place inside of every believer, and that every believer needs to tap into that wealthy place and draw that wealthy place out, and that is the solution that's for the world. Perhaps you have a solution that the world's looking for. Perhaps you have a grace that you have not acknowledged yet, So it takes the Holy Spirit helping you to acknowledge what's inside of you. What's inside of you? What has God called you to do? What what is your vocation in the kingdom? What is is his destiny for your life? What what, what gifts do you have? What what has he made you steward over? This is is kingdom prayers. I'm going to go pray that prayer now this is how I would pray that prayer. I would pray that the communication of my my faith may become effectual by the knowledge of every good thing which is in me in Christ Jesus. I, Father God, I acknowledge every good thing that is in me in Christ Jesus. I acknowledge every good thing that is in me that is Christ Jesus. Every gift. Holy Spirit, reveal the gifts that is inside of me. Reveal the anointings that is inside of me. What is it that you have called me to? What if it what is it that I'm graced to? I acknowledge those gifts. I don't, I don't sleep on my gifts. I don't dumb my gifts down. Because somebody has insecurities. Come on now. Right? Sometimes we dumb our gifts down. We don't want, we 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 want to appease to their insecurities. You I am not I'm not ever, ever insecure about somebody preaching. There are people who cannot preach me anytime. And I rejoice in that. But I know what God's called me to. And I'm 100% confident in what God's called me to. I'm not a Greek scholar. And when people know they know the Greek back and forth, I'll be like taking notes. But I don't try to be something that God's not called me to be. Amen? Amen. Um, Sometimes people, you know, know, they have these titles, they're apostles and and evangelists and all these things. But let me just see the fruit. Because if you're an evangelist, people get saved. All right, how are you going to be an evangelist and nobody gets saved? Um, and you're a prophet, you don't know how to prophesy. And, or what you prophesy doesn't come to pass. <laughs> False prophet. All right, let um, me get off my soap off. Kingdom prayers. All right, let's go to Second um, Thessalonians. My time is almost over. Let's see what time it is. What time I got. Oh, this, this thing says six minutes um 2nd Thessalonians You mean to tell me you had 6 minutes? Um 2nd Thessalonians, let's look at first chapter 3. Chapter 3. Okay. Remember I'm walking backwards. Kingdom, prayers. 2nd Thessalonians chapter 3 verses 1 through 5. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead. KJV is a little bit better. Let's let's go to KJV real quick. Second Thessalonians, chapter five. No, chapter three, I'm sorry. It says this. Founder brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it was with you. Um, Here, pray that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as has happened among you. So Paul is saying, pray that the gospel be spread. How many know we need to pray that? How many know that's a kingdom prayer? That's beyond your needs, right? You're praying for the, this gospel, this good news to be spread. So, Father God, spread this gospel. May the word of the Lord be glorified with us as it was with the earlier church. May there be gospel growth. May the gospel be spread across this world quickly. God, I pray in Iran that you would cause the gospel to be spread in Iran. God, I pray that the gospel will be spread in Uganda. I pray that the gospel will be spread in Nigeria. God, I pray that the gospel will be spread in Korea. I pray that the gospel will be spread in Spain. Come on. I'm praying that the gospel will move quickly. How I many know that's much bigger than that's you're connecting to the master's plan? It's no longer about your plans, it's about God's plans for the universe. How I many know that God has a global a global plan for the world? He has something in mind for the world. Much more than the economy. He wants the salvation of the soul, he wants the souls of men and women. He's after the souls of men and women. And so this gospel must be spread. And the Bible says that when the gospel, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached to every nation, then the end will come. So Jesus is waiting for this gospel to be spread around the world before he returns. And the quicker this gospel is published in every nation, the quicker his return will be. Goals, there goes your great plan for personal development, right? <laughs> your personal development should be connected to the master's plan. Your finances should be connected to the master's plan. Everything you do, raising your children, should be connected to the master's plan. You should be raising your children with the master's plan on your mind, not just making them great citizens of this great country. Uh, 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 productive citizens, but making them kingdom citizens. Come on. Raising up champions for God, not telling them you can do whatever you want to do, but you need to do whatever God's called you to do. Uh, Something greater on your life than going to get an education is learning who God is and discovering his plan for your life. God did not give me children to make them get, get up and take the trash out. God didn't give me children to make little mini-me's. But God gave me children so that I can be a man with an arrow pointing at a direct a target. And the target is the kingdom. The target. He gave me children so that I can place them in the kingdom. So that they can become a threat to the enemy. So that they can be a godly seed for that generation coming. He's after the unborn. <laughs> And so so we're praying. So Paul says, pray that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. And then he goes on. He says, and then pray for us that God may deliver us from wicked and evil men, for all have not faith. So Lord, deliver us. Come on, pray this. Lord, deliver me from wicked and evil men. Deliver me from strange women and strange men. Okay, and and this is what Paul is praying. And for not all have not faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you (coughs) against the evil one. All right, let's jump down to 2 Thessalonians. I'm almost finished. Chapter (coughs) 1, and let's look at verse 11. Kingdom prayers. To this end, we always pray for you. That our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, Let's break that down. So Paul is praying for this church that they may walk worthy, that they may be worthy of the calling. And may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, that the name of Jesus may be glorified in them and him in them, uh, in them and him, according to the grace of, of, of God of, of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So you're praying, God, make me worthy of this calling. God, make whatever you call me to, make me worthy of this calling. And my time is up. God, make me worthy of this calling. Make me worthy of this calling. And fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by your power. I pray that the name of Jesus will be glorified in me and I in him according to the grace of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ. God, may Jesus' name be glorified in me. Pray that prayer right quick. Lord Jesus, Jesus. may your name be glorified in me and I in in you according to the grace of God. And of our Lord Jesus Christ. God Father, God, Father God, make me worthy of this calling and resolve every good thing with work, with, 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 by your works of faith in Jesus' name. Resol- every resolve for good and every work of faith by your power in Jesus' name. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing the importance of praying these prayers? You're dethroning your desires, and now you have the king's agenda. You have the king's agenda. All right, uh, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Let's do 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. Talking about kingdom prayers. We're talking about living out the kingdom. Before you can live out the kingdom, you got to pray it out, right? Verse 23, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is praying for their eternal state. He has an eternal perspective concerning the believer. He's not thinking just about their natural needs. And social justice is good, but social, social justice will not save a soul. Amen. There are some great programs out here that will bless the community, but we need something greater than just blessing the community. We need to go after the soul of the community. Amen. We need to save the soul of the community. And feeding the poor will solve their hunger pains, but preaching the gospel will solve their spiritual pains. And so this is a prayer. I pray that the God of peace himself sanctify, what the word sanctify means, set apart. I pray that you will be set apart completely. May your whole spirit and your soul and your body be kept blameless, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're praying. He's praying for spirit, soul, and body be, be, be blameless that you will be presented to God blameless in the sight of God by Christ Jesus. I'm praying for your eternal state. I'm praying that you will endure the race. I pray that you will make it to the end. I'm praying that you will have enough in you to be separated unto God and his purposes. Okay, I can't resist. One more. I'm going to leave you with one more. Or shall I save it? I should save it. Okay. Um, Luke 10. I'm going to save the others for next week. Luke chapter 10. Kingdom prayers. Luke chapter 10. Here we go. Luke 10, verses 1 and 2. Luke 10, verses 1 and 2 says this Is it cold in here? (laughs) No. Is it hot? Is it in between? Okay. It's good. Verse (laughs) 1. Luke chapter 10, verse 1, after the Lord appointed 72 elders or others and sent them on ahead of them, two by two. So you should never minister by yourself if possible. You should minister, especially going to, doing street ministry, you should go by two by two. If the Lord said that we need to go by two by two, we need to go by two by two, right? Um, it, it's, just, it's just important that somebody's praying while somebody else is witnessing and so forth. So you should, you should minister two by two. Now, it doesn't mean that you, if you're at work, you don't, let me get another Christian before I witness to you. You don't have to do that. It's just specifically when you're going out. Um, in every, in every and ta- to every town, place where he himself was about to go, he said to them, the harvest is what? Plentiful. Plentiful. Okay. So there's plenty of people wanting to hear the gospel. We don't have a lack of people wanting to hear the gospel. That's not the problem in the church. Uh, but the laborers are what? So our problem, the Lord's problem, is that we, there are plenty of people waiting to be saved, but we don't have a lot of Christians who are laborers. We don't have a lot of Christians ready to work. We have plenty of people waiting to be saved. There's people waiting for you to open your mouth to share the gospel. Believe it or not, there's a greater hunger than we think it is for the things of God. But we have, we much rather have friends than we, to actually to witness. Listen, the only relationship you can take into eternity is a relationship with Jesus. And so, the, you know, think about high school. Think about the high school, right? People you knew in high school. Where are they? Are you close with them? Some of you may be, but one or two, right? Um, You're not going to be able to take any of those relationships into eternity with you. And so sacrifice your reputation to witness to somebody. Right? I'm willing to sacrifice our friendship to make sure you go to heaven, at least me presenting the gospel. So... Harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And this is what he tells us to pray. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out what? Laborers into what? Into his harvest. So our prayer should be, Lord of the harvest, I want you to throw forth, thrust laborers in your harvest field. So we need to be praying for laborers, and then we need to be avail ourselves to be laborers. Because the next verse he tells them to go. So God will, sometimes if you're praying for a specific nation and you're praying for the Lord to send laborers for the gospel growth, we're praying for that the word of the Lord will have free course in that country. Don't be surprised that God tells you to go next. There are many people, God is seeking laborers. God, this is kingdom living, right? God is seeking people to live out the kingdom to preach the gospel of the kingdom. He's seeking laborers. What are you going to do? Uh, pray that the Lord of the harvest, Lord, send laborers. Lord, send laborers. One of my confession is that I am an answer to someone's prayer. As I go to work, I am an answer to someone's prayer. Someone's been praying for these people that I work with, and I am the answer to this prayer. And, Lord, I thank you for giving me opportunities to share the gospel with those people who've been people have been praying for I thank you that i'm sent in their life to be rooted in, and and to have this life together at work with them not for my comfortable my comfortable financial life but i have been sent to help win someone to Christ at my job I am a laborer so God give me an opportunity. May I do my job in such a way that it provokes people to look into the hope that I have. Let me live in such a way that people cannot understand how a pastor could be working at Buttweiser. Why would I and I told one guy, I said, I am sent here to tell you about the gospel and how to be born again. Yeah, I told him that. That's you right. Know, I am anointed to bring you to Christ. So when you to give me opportunity, I tell them every single week, come to church. Let me pray with you. Let's, let's build a, I'm looking for opportunities. And, and, and of course, if that door is shut, I don't, I don't kick the door down, right? I don't make somebody listen to me, but those guys are hungry. They want to hear about it. Tell me about, you know, one guy was asking me, he says, okay, you know, I live with my girlfriend. And um, I have sex with her all the time, and so he's, he's, he's telling me this. He said, so if I, if, when I get born again, this is what he said, when I get born again and I stop doing that, right, um, what's the difference between me stopping doing that and a person who's gay? Um, they can't change their sexual orientation. I said, it's the same thing, but we got to talk about this outside of the workplace. I said, we live in a culture that I can't talk about. You see that shop steward over there, and you see the person over here struggling. I can't talk to you. It's not wisdom for me to talk because I lose my job right now, and I'm on assignment to get out of debt and to tell you about Jesus. So I'm not going to talk to you. We got to talk offline, and I said it for everybody to hear. Now take me to HR. (laughs) I ain't no dummy now. (laughs) But we can't talk about this homosexual piece right here. But, but, but when we off record, I can tell you everything about it. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Homosexuality, heterosexuality, stop sinning, pick up your cross, deny your flesh, and you follow Jesus. What, 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 if, what if I feel, I, I just feel like this is, I was born this way, get born again. I, I still have this burden. Well, put your burdens down. Uh, I, I just, I, I feel like I just want to be with the person that looks like me. It doesn't matter how you feel because you don't live by your feelings. You live by your faith. Amen. Amen. So, and you follow Jesus. Jesus will cause a person to unfollow themselves to follow him. So you got to unfollow yourself and unfollow your feelings. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. He tells you to give up your sexual orientation. He tells you to give up your agenda. So my witness to the heterosexual is the same as to the homosexual, to the homemonger, to adulterers. Give it up. Turn it it down. Follow Jesus. Stop following yourself. Because when you yield to sin, you're following yourself. All right, let me stop. Close your eyes. Father, I thank you. I praise you and I love you. I worship you. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. May we pray kingdom prayers. May we go after the kingdom more than we've ever did before. Make us laborers. Come on, pray that prayer. Say, Lord, make me a laborer. Come on, pray it with some gusto. Make me a laborer. Make me a laborer. Make me usable. Make me usable. Use me, oh God. Use me, oh God. Oh, use me in prayer and use me on my job and my family. Oh, God, use me. Make me usable. Father, I want to be a vessel of honor, and I want to bring glory to you. I want to bring glory to you. I want to pray your plan, and I want to pray your will, and I want to do your will. If you hear every eye closed, every head bow, if you're here and you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, you say, I don't know Jesus and I want to receive Christ as my Savior. I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to receive Christ. I want to receive Christ.
0: That concludes this week's message and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or God bless you.